You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. And it's time. We're talking about some predictions for the defense this season. Some notes from Dan Mullen's press conference. Well, at the time of recording this earlier today, but now yesterday and where Florida needs to improve next in their recruiting, if you're asking me. Um, before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel because, again, we're going to be getting visual, especially once the season starts. We'll be breaking down some plays, seeing some stuff. You know, it'll be fun stuff. There's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week, and that's a Lockdown SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Follow the Lockdown SEC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, defensive prediction. It's time, and I'm here for it. Top 10 in the country. Like I'm, I'm swinging for the fences with this one. This defense, I'm going to think, will be top 10. And I realize that sounds like super homery. But part of it is because of the offense. Like that, That's where I'm at with this. I think, yeah, top 10 in the country is the goal. Like it's not because, yeah, we've had this go through media day. This is the goal. Like we want to be top 10 in the country. Obviously, who doesn't? But that's the goal that this team thinks is realistic. And I don't think it's too far fetched because one of the reasons that our defense statistically looked as bad as it was last year is because our offense was just so damn good. It was just so good. It was beautiful. They scored quickly. They scored a lot. And opposing teams were on the field incessantly. Um, Opposing offenses were just always out there, and our defense was always out there. And they got gassed. It's as simple as that. This This defense was just exhausted way too much last year because, one, we didn't really have the depth that uh, that we wanted to have, and there were injuries and all that stuff. And now that's not going to be an issue, hopefully. Like, we know that the secondaries had some injuries, but we're going to just hope that uh, hope that uh, that clears up and nothing is too bad. We'll revisit Kamar Wilcox in the second segment, just so you know. I spoke about him yesterday in the third segment. But, yeah, we'll circle back to that. Uh, but a big thing that I think this offense is going to help this defense is that the offense is going to eat a lot of clock giving the defense more rest so that not only will they be on the field less for the opposing offense to rack up stats and points, but this defense will be more rested and be uh, firing on all cylinders whenever they are on the field. And I think that's just such an incredibly underrated part of why I think this defense is going to see strides and significant improvement. Um, A big thing also is that this front four has a ton of talent. Like we have, six five five or six players that i'll say if they're on the field i am just ecstatic like i'm I'm totally cool with it i don't have any issues or any qualms with it so i'm happy with this front four that we have that's going to be on the field consistently speaking of um 
I think my next prediction, at least one eight sack player. I know that that's not something Florida has been like. We ha- we haven't been producing these these dominant pass rushers like we want to. I think we could change that this year. I don't know if it's going to be Zachary Carter's the more likely option or Brenton Cox Jr.'s the more likely option, but I think we'll have at least one eight sack player. And like the reason I named Zachary um, Zachary Carter or Brenton Cox Jr. Carter going to be playing DT and D end again. Like that's what he's going to be rotating in as. And he was very efficient as a defensive tackle, as a pass rusher last year. I think this year we'll see him hopefully find more success on the end, which is please. Um, And then Brenton Cox Jr. is hopefully going to put everything together this year. He's someone that we have just so much, um, so many high expectations for this year. And I'm really just genuinely hoping and praying that he can put it all together and be that premier pass rusher that we're hoping for. He's obviously hoping for it too. He tweeted that he's the best pass rusher in the country or in the SEC. And I mean, nut up or shut up, man. Prove it. Like that, that's what I want. I, I want this pass rush to prove it because again, like I've said, I'm happy with this front four, but they've got to produce talent wise. We're there. It's just a matter of hitting home. And that's the issue that we've had for a while now. The last prediction that I got for you for the season is that whoever corner two is, that's who's going to lead our team in interceptions. Right now, it's listed as redshirt freshman Avery Helms. Uh, Avery Helm, but I, I mean, will he hold that title the whole year? I don't know. Hopefully, he will because if he does, that means that right decision, uh, not getting killed at corner two, no injuries. So hopefully, he'll hold that title for the entire year. Um, and like, here's my logic behind it: whoever corner two is, of course, right now it's Avery Helm. Um, they're going to be challenged kind of a lot because star with Travis Johnson, we're pretty good. Corner one with Kyrie Elam, we're pretty good. Both safety spots, we're pretty good. What's next in the secondary? Who's your, your the opposing team's next best receiver or receiving option or pass catching option, whatever it is? It's going to be whoever's guarded by corner two because that's the biggest question mark in this secondary. So I'm thinking that corner two, again, right now, Avery Helm, but this goes for whoever it's going to be for the whole season. They're going to be challenged often because opposing teams aren't going to have many other options to go to. Like we've got good coverage talent throughout this secondary. So corner two is going to be the primary target for opposing teams. And that's why it's simply the volume targets will lead to the interceptions. That's my goal. Hopefully Right now, not even my goal. That's my prediction. That is my expectation. And that is my hope that corner two will just ball out because I know Kair is going to be shutting down one outside. I know Trevez Johnson is going to be playing fantastic in one of the slot or the star spots. And I know both of our safeties, I'm confident in. Like I've said, I love trading in Rashad Torrance a second. Like I'm very, very ecstatic for what they bring to this defense. And I can't wait. Lockdown Gators <laughs> is now on YouTube. And yeah, like you won't see it today because today we're chilling, but I am a big sweater. Like it's just, I actually might be honestly at this point. I, I my, my forehead's shiny as hell. But um, yeah, no, it, it, I am very, I'm, I'm a sweaty guy. I hate it and it's gross, but it, it's the, the hand I was dealt. Uh, in Miami, sweating through the shirts. Now that I'm home, heat wave a couple days ago, still sweating through the shirts. Uh, but now I've got sweat block. Like I can use that. I use the antiperspirant wipes. We've got the stick, whatever it is. 
love you so much. Thanks for that block. Um, but it's stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. Like I've used a good deal of them. This is the best one, the most, I'm getting the best results from it. Uh, you apply it at bedtime, go to bed, wake up, shower, good to go. And you're guaranteed to not have that sweating issue. And I know it sounds too good to be true because guarantees are just always too good to be true seemingly, but this time they back it up. Use promo code locked on to get 20% off at sweatblock.com or get it at Amazon or CVS. Need something to do with your stimulus, tax refund, GameStop, Dogecoin, NIL, bet online, any, any kind of money, <laughs> visit rockauto.com for all of your car parts needs. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Like I know I have a car now, but I am still so useless when it comes to cars. Like you, you can talk about like the John Mulaney skit where it's like, Oh, I don't, I can't help with cars. And it's like, unless you're like, Hey, uh, anybody like I have a flat tire. Anybody know a lot about the Cosby show? Like then sure. But I mean, not the Cosby show because that was my vibe, but you get, it. I'm not helpful with cars at all. Family and mechanics. So I've never had to do it. No, useless. But whether it's brake pads, taillights, the hydraulics, fuzzy dice in a mirror, whatever it is, I, I know that I can navigate the website. Thankfully, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and make sure to put code locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know exactly who sent you. Now we're talking about some Dan Mullen notes from his press conference, which again, for you guys listening was yesterday. But for me at the time of recording this, just a few hours ago. So we're going to take a look at some of these notes. Um, first thing that I want to talk about, because it's something that, you know, we kind of mentioned with Alabama week three, maybe we keep our, uh, maybe we keep our hand close to the vest, but full playbooks going to be available this Saturday. Apparently that's what Dan Mullen said. He said, Emory Jones is going to have full access to the playbook. We're going to throw it all at him. And he's got the freedom to make checks and calls at the line. And I feel like people aren't acknowledging just how important that is. Like, because in college specifically, a lot of QBs don't have the freedom to do whatever they want. Emory has that. Like that, that's a big thing where when I'm doing draft prep, I watch pre-snap because I want to see what the quarterback is doing. Is he making checks? Is he making calls? Is he you know uh, identifying the blitz? Is he doing whatever? That's one of the reasons I hated Brian Lewerke, by the way. Oh, my Lord. Um, but that's a big thing for me. And so seeing Emery had that freedom in his first game as a starter, that's huge. Like, And that's something that's seriously being overlooked right now. And it shouldn't be at all because, yeah, having your faith and trust in your quarterback one like that, which I get, he's QB one. You've got to have faith. You've got to have trust. But having that much faith and that much trust, that that's really big for this team. Like that that's huge. And that just says a lot to the confidence that this coaching staff has in Emory Jones. Next, Kamar Wilcoxon got a knee scope. We know he got surgery. He tweeted about surgery. Dan Mullen spoke about it. It was knee scope, doubtful for Saturday, which is stunning. Um, that he's even considering or being considered to play. Uh yeah, arthroscopic knee surgery or microscopic, whichever one it is, whatever. Um, that that's it's it's getting quicker recovery times, but like a few days, I, I, I don't see how that's a possibility. Um, genuinely, I'd be shocked if he's cleared before the Bama game. Like that's, and even then, I don't think he would be 
But if there's going to be a game two, I, I feel like yeah, having them active for Saturday, you're rushing it. And I think the Gators can, you know, not rush that until the Bama game. Then you're going to want him. So rush him for that. But I think the goal and the minimum bar is being set for a Kamar Wilcox in return for the Bama game. Next, Jalen Lee is questionable for the defensive line. Daquan Newkirk has been cleared. So Daquan Newkirk will be making his season debut and making the debut here on Saturday, thankfully. So that that's great. And Jalen Lee being questionable, hopefully he can get cleared. Good depth piece for the defensive line. But again, I, I don't know how much the depth at defensive tackle is going to play because we've got guys like Anthony Val- Antonio Valentino who's going to be playing a lot on the defensive line. We've got Daquan Newkirk who's going to be playing a lot on the defensive line. we got and defensive tackle, like the inner defensive line. And guys like Zachary Carter are going to move into D-tackle for pass rushing situations. So really, I don't know how much depth is going to be needed because let's say Antonio Valentino's that D-tackle next to Zachary Carter at one point, maybe, uh, maybe the next time that Zachary Carter bumps in, it's Daquan Newkirk. So Antonio Valentino can get a little bit of a rest. So that's where I'm like, I, I, I don't know how much the depth is going to mean for us. But of course, there's injuries. Anything can pop up. So generally being questionable, not ideal. But I want to say that it's not, um, not killer if he can't go. Um, and I mean, no disrespect to Jalen Lee when I say that. I'm talking strictly about how many people will have rotating into the defensive tackle spots. That, that's that's all I'm saying. That's that's where I'm at with it. I'm not, I'm not saying that you know he should or shouldn't play. I'm just saying that we we have guys where this isn't killer as much as a D, uh, another DB injury would be. And lastly, Dan Mullen mentioned that there was a recruiting gap at defensive tackle. So that's why we've added transfers like Antonio Valentino, Daquan Newkirk, and Tyrone Truesdale, who just got added. Um, that's that's something where we've kind of dropped the ball a little bit. Um, we've got Dexter, and we, we've got a few younger guys, newer, younger guys, and it's like, okay. Um, but that veteran depth, you know, from the early Mullen years, that's what we're missing. Uh, and so that's why we've added guys, or at the time. It would have been freshmen, but now they would have been our veterans. So now we've got grad transfers coming in, which is fine because, I mean, honestly, I I like the grad transfers that we brought in. I thought Antonio Shelton, now Valentino, was going to be in the NFL this year. And he's not. He's a Florida Gator. So I'm I'm very happy with how this worked out. Like, I like what we've been doing, uh, addressing the defensive tackle spot that wasn't addressed in early recruiting. So that that's fantastic to see and fantastic to hear and fantastic to have. And I like where we're at overall. The press conference was, you know, there's only so much you can find out. And we, we got the, uh, the unofficial depth chart by Florida communications, but that's for tomorrow's episode. We're going to break that down in depth. And I mean, I'm excited to do it. I might make the whole show about it. If we're being honest, it might just be the entire show breaking down at that, uh, depth chart because, why not? That's dope. Um, and so, yeah, that's where we're at with that. But I think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year. If you're confident, you should be. Bet Online currently has plus 2,800 odds. And I'm just saying, I I already took them. And if you don't think that the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year, you're wrong, dude. Like <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, you're just wrong. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online even covers award shows. TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost 
<clears throat> anything you can imagine. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus because, baby, it's getting ramped up for college football season and for pro football season. Like, it's here. Bet online, your online sports for experts. Make sure to use promo code LOCKED. On that is L O C K E D, no space O N for your 100% welcome bonus with betonline.ag, the best gambling site around, if we're being completely honest. Uh, I'm just saying. And now we're going to talk about some recruiting improvements that could be made, or at least my opinion for what I think is the next step for Gators recruiting. Um, because, you know, okay, I think I'm, I'm just going to get to it. I think we need to improve our out-of-state recruiting. Um, and I, I think that's something that sticks out to me very clearly. Like that That's something that needs to be improved upon for the Florida Gators. That, that's what we got to do. Mainly, 2021, or actually, let's go chronologically. Why not? 2018, or 2019, had 21 enrollees. 15 of them were from the state of Florida. Six out-of-state incoming freshmen. Not ideal. 2020 had 23 enrollees, 15 of them from Florida. So that's eight out-of-state incoming recruits. That's better, but not fantastic. 2021, so the class that is here now, just got here, um, 22 enrollees, 14 of them came from Florida. Like that, sure, that's that's great, but, you know, like I, I like that the Gators are bringing in a lot of talent from Florida. Like, because obviously we know the state of Florida just breeds freak athletes, fantastic football players and NFL players. So it's, it's great that Florida is, I don't want to say dominating, but that Florida is bringing in a lot of talent from a state that has a lot of talent. Like, so yeah, Florida is producing just so many, good college players, good NFL players. And I like that our Gators are bringing them into the program. That's fantastic. But when it comes down to it, I think what separates the great programs like the University of Florida to the elite programs, I think a big thing is out-of-state recruiting. Like, And I don't – I'm going to bring up Bama. Like, I'm, I'm going to bring up Bama here because they kill it with out-of-state recruiting. Granted, the state of Alabama is not a uh, an NFL hotbed with high school players, so there's that. But so Bama has to recruit out of state. But you know, like being a being a school that can recruit out of state consistently and successfully is to me that that's that's overlooked. Like, like people don't realize just how much talent there is out there. Like I, I speak to people about recruiting and I say, um, if you want athletes, like, like speed demons, agile freaks, if you want athletic freaks, you look at Florida and you look at California, like that, that's where you're going to find those players. And I, I think that rings true. We're, we're killing the Florida game right now. No, nobody from California, really. Um, and then I say, if you want the uh, the the brutes, like the, like the O line, D line, like where you want to bring them in from, you're going to want to look at states like Texas 
and Wisconsin and, and like that middle of the country, that Midwest area. And I think that rings true. Um, Florida, I mean, we, we've had a presence in Texas. Like you, you can see that we've, we've made an effort to kind of establish Texas as a hotbed for Florida to bring in recruits, um, which I like in 2020, I believe we had three. I think this year we only had, uh, I think this year we only had one incoming freshman uh, from the state of Texas. And that's, you know, that that's not going to kind of like, and three is a fine number. I think three from Texas is a fine number um, because like that, that's three players from out of state that we should be bringing, but we should be looking more into states like California, which I get, it might be a hard sell to get kids to move across the country, but you're talking about playing for a, an elite program. If you bring in those guys, we're still a fantastic program, but I think we just need to kick it up a little extra notch in recruiting. We can look at states like Louisiana, who granted as much as LSU's had success, you know, we, uh, we've had, uh, more consistent success. I'll say LSU's had a higher peak, but we've had higher valleys. So we we've got a, a higher floor than LSU does. Just look at last year. I mean, yikes. Um, so I think that we should look into Louisiana, look into Georgia more, like look into the close by states where like, like Texas, I think is fine because it's one of those things where it, it's close enough to home where it's not a cross country trip. Like it would be if we were to look at California um, and Nevada produces some good athletes, like especially over the past few years. But I think looking at, you know, Texas, Louisiana, Georgia, the couple guys we got from Alabama, Shamar James next year, Alabama kid, everybody thought he was going to Bama. He's coming to Gainesville. I think getting those guys where it's easier to sell because it's not a cross country trip to go home. You can go home and it's a few hours. Um, and you get a fantastic experience on and off the field playing for a fantastic program, which would then be elite if we're bringing in those recruits, because we know our coaching staff is good enough to coach them up and develop them. So I'm saying out of state recruiting, not that it needs to be a priority, but it needs to be a bit of a bigger focus for the Florida Gators. If we want to win that natty, because granted, I think we can do it this year, but if we want to build a consistent winning program, it, it's got to happen. I think out of state's the way to go with a lot of things. And that's not taking anything away from the in-state players because we've obviously had a lot of success with in-state players. I think to kick us up to that next level, though, out of state's the way to go. That about does it for today's episode of Locked On. Gators join me tomorrow as we'll break down the depth chart and uh, talk about maybe a little bit about FAU game this week. Maybe we'll just go depth chart and how it will pertain to the FAU game this week instead of going in-depth on FAU. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports as a W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the Locked On Gators YouTube channel because we're having a blast with it. Be sure to check out Locked On Fantasy Football hosted by Vinny Iyer, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, I don't know about you guys, but it's fantasy football season. Like I've, I've got a draft in a few hours. Like That's where we're at. I've got a draft in a few hours. I've got a draft tomorrow. I've got a I think a draft Thursday and another one next week. It's wild stuff. And yeah, I'm a little bit addicted to fantasy football, but I'm going to get all the help I can. So Vinny Iyer, thank you for that. Betting on the Gators doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. I like that I do that. No one told me to do that, but I'm going to keep doing it. 
lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.